0: Hi, this is Monselle Malheur. You're inside the Sound Museum.
1: Hi, welcome back to the Sound Museum, the music podcast that explores that personal connection we all have with the music that we listen to. Firstly, a massive thank you to all the Gina G fans last week. It was great to revisit that throwback interview with Gina from 2011. And I'm really pleased that everyone enjoyed the podcast and enjoyed all those throwback moments on social media, all the old photos and the video footage. Thank you so much for your support. Now, we are currently in Eurovision week and I'm getting really excited because we are just days away from the semifinals. And of course, the grand final this week weekend live from Liverpool in the UK, and we continue with the Eurovision theme for this episode of the Sound Museum. We revisit my 2016 interview with the 2015 winner of Eurovision, Mons Zumalov. Mons, of course, won for Sweden with the amazing track Heroes, which was a huge hit all over Europe, and even cracked the Australian Top 20. But before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast provider. That way you won't miss any future episodes. Now, if you're using Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave me a lovely review and on Spotify, you can also leave our star rating as well. So firstly, a bit of history with this interview. I first interviewed Mons actually back in December 2015. We did a phone interview to promote his album, Perfectly Damaged, and of course reflect his win on Eurovision with Heroes. Now that phone interview happened very, very early in the morning due to the time difference I went into the radio station at about 5am in the morning. I was the only one there. And I recorded the interview with Mons. Now, we actually got cut off quite early in the interview, but Mons called back and we continued the chat. He was actually calling from an alleyway in Berlin, Germany. There you go. That's the life of a pop star on the road. So over the Christmas and New Year break, I realized that Mons was coming down under to Australia to attend the Australian Open. And I was secretly hoping for an in-studio chat with Mons when he was in Melbourne. So that began laying down foundations for the interview by contacting his label, Warner Music, And also Todd Woodbridge from the Australian Open. After many emails back and forth, we finally secured that interview time with Mons and he came into the studio and we had such an amazing chat. He's such a lovely guy, so friendly, so accommodating. He spent nearly an hour in the studio recording the interview with me and recording various station IDs and various footage for the radio station. And afterwards, he spent so much time taking photographs with all the staff. And that day, there was quite a few people milling around the studio, which is very unheard of. <laughs> so let's go back to January twenty sixteen for my full interview with Zumalov But welcome to to the studio. It's because Thank you very um, much. you're a big tennis fan.
0: I'm a huge tennis fan. Always been. Always uh, always wanted to become a tennis pro. So and, you've been uh, here a few times, uh, Mobbin. Yeah, I was here last year as well uh then only for the tennis but now i get to do uh, like a small promo tour as well uh just i performed uh two days ago on rod labor arena
1: i saw a bit on twitter actually because um i was out on monday night i said okay i'm gonna record the tennis so i can watch your performance but um it wasn't on it was some um, must be on like a, a digital channel or something so i didn't actually said the whole thing but right. so a, b- a bit of it but um <laughs> was i think like, it
0: will be uh, available online though yeah it was like
1: performing point. i guess instead of watching
0: the tennis you're actually there on the court performing. it was it was completely crazy just walking onto rod labor court and and uh that, that's probably as close as i'll ever get to becoming a tennis pro uh, which i've always dreamt about uh and, and it was completely mesmerizing mesmerizing and uh yeah, I want to do it again.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, because when you're younger, you want to be a tennis player, mm-hmm. didn't you? So, I and did. Then I practiced uh, like six, six times a week <laughs> and,
0: and really thought I would would become something, but I at some when I was like seventeen I kind of realized that my friends who didn't practice at all, they still beat me. So uh, <laughs> that was probably, probably was never gonna something. happen. <laughs>
1: yeah. And um your parents actually um, wanted you to do piano lessons, but you hated doing piano lessons.
0: I did. Uh they put me in, Why in did they piano. Do that? No, but they, they they put me in piano lessons because they they'd always regretted that they um, they, they didn't learn any instruments and instruments themselves, so okay. uh, they put me in piano lessons. I hated it. We were only like rehearsing scales, and, and, and uh, I, I wanted to be, be able to play like m- m- songs.: Yeah. Uh, so, so that the one two, Yeah, you? so I quit after like three or four lessons, and then I uh, started playing the guitar instead which was so much easier because you had to learn like three chords and then you could play an mm. n- entire Yellow Submarine song.
1: So when you were g- going through high school and growing up and stuff, what were your influences I guess, music-wise? What, what were you listening to?
0: I had posters all over uh, my childhood room with Michael Jackson, Elton John and brian adams those are my three brian adams because
1: mm-hmm. he was here for last year for the afl grand final anyway he just rocks it live he's an amazing
0: live performer he's so good and i really i I've, i saw hey, him when i was young you i've never met him no okay but yeah. both me and my my band have him as uh, as our hero so so we really want to go see him at some point
1: i guess moving forward you auditioned for swish idol Back in 2005. I did. Guy Sebastian won the first season um, of our Australian Idol. You mm-hmm. came fifth I in did. the Swedish version of Idol. What did that whole process teach you as an artist and as a performer?
0: I think it was a, a really good school when it comes to like being able to take cameras, being able to perform live, uh, obviously. But I thought it would be more of a school when it came came to like singing lessons to... Uh, learn how to move on stage and stuff like that we didn't get that much education uh, in Sweden no Uh, and I I mean I sang like (laughs) like like i don't know I was really bad and and uh, like I, I I only focused on partying that whole season uh, so for me it's it's quite a a miracle that I actually came in fifth place at the end
1: but I guess what gave you a bigger boost was you or you um won the um let's dance contest in Sweden, which is our version of dancing with the stars yes, you won that I so did have fancy footwork on the dance floor as well
0: well <laughs> I, I had <laughs> No idea when I actually said said yes to to let's dance uh, but uh, I had a really good teacher she uh, I was quite lazy at that point uh, didn't know what to do with my life and uh, <laughs> and and she like honestly she she pulled me out of bed just to, to make it to the dan- to the lessons and and uh, she she said that okay if you actually put some effort into it we can win this and then I started fighting for it and, and uh, that I haven't been lazy since and then
1: off the back of that, you did a few stage shows. You did Footloose. You picked Danny Zuko in Greece. Yes, I did. What was that
0: like? <laughs> it was because nice. That was just just after, after Let's Dance. And I don't yeah. think I'd ever got, gotten that part if I hadn't shown mm. uh, showed that I, I could dance. And uh, it was so much fun. Uh, we did, I think we did 128 shows. Uh, and it was a huge success in... in uh, and it was one of my dream dream parts to play. I mean, Danny, who who doesn't want to play Danny Zuko? So you
1: remember the movie and stuff and the whole cool jacket and the, the cars yeah. and, of course, Sandy turning into the, the good Sandy into the bad Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess I live in Newton-John as one of our icons, an amazing icon. I actually interviewed the guy that played Danny Zuko in the Australian version of Grace, Rob mm-hmm. Mills, and he's a big theater star here as well in Australia. But your debut album you released off the back of the um, winning let Met Stars was S- by Four, number yes. one in Sweden back in two thousand and
0: seven. And that was all because of because of "Karamia." my first uh, That was uh, number one.
1: That was that number one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the yeah, number one. And and uh,
0: yeah, I, I came in third place in the Swedish Melody Festival and the Swedish Eurovision mm. qualifiers. Uh, which was a huge thing for me. Just just participating there was a dream come true. And then actually being in the finals and, and, and coming in third place and, and getting a huge hit out of that, was that was my big breakthrough. And, and uh, I'm forever grateful to that song.
1: Because that was your first, I guess, go at Eurovision. And um, you did it again back in 2009 Nine. Um, with Hope and Glory, fourth place. Yes. And then you struck gold. Last year with Heroes, yes, and we'll talk a bit more about that next. Let's play that um, winning single from Mine's Zelenello. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say eventually right but <laughs> in the interview. No, it's not. It's not a very
0: international <laughs> name, I know.
1: But uh, this is Heroes more than Mine's next. We are the studio Eurovision winner Mons Zellemulo now we just heard the track Heroes and I guess there's quite a process for Sweden um, auditioning for Eurovision and I think what I love about Sweden is that you guys take it so seriously (laughs) we do yeah and it's great because it's not like okay let's just pick yeah you'll do and go for it there's a really big process to get
0: through to
1: getting through it is we have like know? six shows
0: yeah uh, four qualifiers and then, then a semi-final and a final and and uh, it's yeah it's a huge thing I think it's uh, 3 million out of our 9 million uh, people watching and, and uh, like all the songs who make it to the final become huge hits in Sweden and uh, so I think it's a, it's a very good thing because when you come to Eurovision you You've already gone through that process. You really, you you already know that you have a good song, you have a good performance, and you need that. You need something to stand that stands out already in Sweden, uh, in order to come to Eurovision.
1: What made Heroes, the song, stand out for you when you first heard it?
0: Uh, I'd been writing, like, I think I wrote 10 songs for Melody Festival in that year. And, mm. and uh, I had decided on one of those. I came to the my record company and said, guys, this is it. This is a song. And they said, mm, yeah, that's good. But listen to this. And they played me Heroes. And I was like, oh, yeah. There it is, Uh, unfortunately, (laughs) since I hadn't written it. But uh, I I, I knew I could do something good on stage with that. And then uh, we started creating the performance and realized that, okay, this could actually be if if this works, this could be really cool.
1: You mentioned before you didn't write it, obviously, but I mean, a good song is a good song, right? Yeah. And, and, and
0: that did, that yeah. was like, um, I had to, to like, what do you say, uh, bury my uh, uh, my pride and just <laughs> <laughs> and just realize that this it's a is
1: good song. I'm going to go for it, and yeah, and yeah. And, but and,
0: and I really felt that it has a, had a message that I I w- wanted to stand up for and 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 wanted to sing on stage.
1: Going through trying to get through the performance part of it and and practicing the performance because it's quite visual with the whole backdrop and and the, the the screens and the timing and everything must have been months of rehearsal mm-hmm. to get to that point.
0: Yeah, I, I, we used something called called 3D mapping or or projection mapping, uh, which uh, I ha- I really had to like move the, my arm at the exact same speed every time. I had to stand on the exact same position and 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 snap at the the, the right bar. And and yeah, it took a couple of months of, of practicing. But um, I like uh, challenging myself and and. Uh, I thought that we, yeah, we did something really special.
1: And when we had a chat on the phone last year, we we talked about the concept of the video because you're quite involved with that.
0: That the, the sick stick man, man is It's supposed to be me when I yes, was that age, like right. ten or eleven, and mm-hmm. and I had some uh, some difficulties getting friends, or, or uh, there was this bullying guy coming into our class, and and he chose me as a, his, as his his victim, mm. and then so and and I'm I'm portraying the guy who saved me on stage, yes. uh, a friend of mine. He still is my closest friend. And, and uh, he saw me being an outsider. He saw me being bullied. And, and he uh, said hello and and just started talking to me. And, and we became friends and started playing tennis together. And he lifted me up and made me stronger.
1: If you could go back and and give some advice to your 12, 13 year old self at that time when you are bullied, what would you say to him?
0: Um, I would say... That I just, I was quite special at that age. I I like didn't dress the the way other other people dressed. I had and what their, and what, and what way? no, I had like my uh, sweatpants to school every day because I I I, I, I You're a sports I guy. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, but I I just felt that I felt comfortable in them, and I yeah, I, yeah and I, I had interests like I had my. Uh, mice and hamsters and and, and stuff. (laughs) Uh, And I grew tomato plants. And uh, I did a lot of stuff that the other guys in in the class didn't do. So I was an outsider. And and I would say to myself that keep on doing that. Keep on, like, doing what you feel. And uh, because... yeah, it, it, at some point it will it will work and it gets and better as well. It gets better, it gets better. The
1: reaction to heroes um, at Eurovision. I mean, when I first heard, it, I was like, oh, this is gonna either win or be a top five. And the bookies were backing you to to win the contest. And as a performer, you must have been like, oh, I don't really want to listen to all that pressure because there's a lot of pressure on you to sort of yeah perform. And then if it doesn't work out, then this is gonna be oh my god. But it did for you. And Australia gave Sweden 12 points. Yes.
0: And Sweden gave Australia 12
1: points. I know. Well. So we just love... I mean, Australia's always love Swedish music. Mm-hmm. And we've always loved Eurovision. It's massive here. It's yeah. so huge. And last year was the first time that we were in Eurovision with Guy
0: Sebastian. I know. And I'm, I'm so happy you sent Guy because that was also like a, a, an evidence of, of how how much... Uh, that, that Australia also takes takes it seriously, and because mm. the guy is a, an amazing artist and 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 one of the biggest in Australia, I guess, and uh, him participating there uh, g- gave Eurovision a lot of credibility in my eyes, and so so I'm really I'm, I'm I'm definitely for Australia being in the competition. And you
1: guys became friends.
0: Yes, we did as we, well. We stayed at the same hotel and we met at the gym a couple of times and uh yeah we've texted each other ever since and then i said to guy i'm i'm, I'm coming over to, to watch the tennis would it be possible to like open for you you at, at some point during your tour and he was like yeah definitely Come to all my come to all my games, <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, oh, unfortunately, there wasn't time for all yeah. all of them, but a couple.
1: Yes, yes, exactly right. And of course, of course, you won your version, and and um, we came sixth, which is pretty good, I guess. You should th- you
0: should have come second or third. Yeah, I guess, yeah, <laughs> I'd say. But
1: this year, um, we are. Doing it again, and you are co-hosting the whole show this year.
0: I am, yes,
1: which is going to be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, uh, I think I'm. I'm not really nervous yet, which is a bit scary. Um, but I think that uh, competing, competing is a lot uh, is a lot worse than than actually hosting it. I mean, I just have to say say some stuff and be. Uh, but you've hosted stuff before. Yeah, I have. So, so I think it, yeah. it comes quite naturally.
1: The main advantage for you winning um your vision was i guess you were a bit prepared because your album perfectly damaged was recorded set to go yes it so was. so w- when you won the single was huge all over europe here's an album guys and you tour. last year i was i follow you on an instagram and you toured so much last year <laughs> yeah, i know you were on the road you're doing all these massive gigs and but having the album set to go was a great move
0: yeah, I think I think that was really important for for uh, for everything that happened afterwards because I think that's a mistake that many many Eurovision winners have done have done in the past mm. that they didn't release any any new music. I mean, I think it took Lorraine one year after her win before she re- released an album, and for me that was perfect. My my record label told me that after after Mel- winning Melodifestival, Festival, they told me that okay, you have a a real good shot at Eurovision, so we really ne- need to get an album ready. And, mm. and uh, fortunately, I had uh, almost all, all, all of the songs ready at that point. So I said yes, and, and that enabled me to go on a European tour with that album. And, and uh, yeah, the second single, Should Have Gone Home, has worked really well as well in many countries in Europe. And
1: Let's talk about that because I was watching that, that line online on YouTube and the video, you're actually walking backwards. quids. Yes, and I had to film that
0: Yeah <laughs> And I had know? to learn the, the entire song Backwards as well
1: Okay Can you just do like Just The, the first line of, of the chorus Backwards Yes
0: I can Yeah, The first line Of the chorus uh, Forwards is like uh, Should've gone home How hard can it be To say no uh, And backwards It's It's uh, <laughs>
1: like what uh, so you, it was like in reverse with the cameras and stuff obviously. yes uh,
0: yeah the the director told me like, a week before that okay we're gonna do this backwards and, and I was like yeah I can, learn it, I can do that yeah I can, I can, can do that backwards. no worries at all and, no. and and he was like yeah but we've tried this with a, a couple of artists before and, and it hasn't worked so you really need to learn the lyrics and I was like yeah, yeah that's, that's easy <laughs> 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 and yes. then I kind of realized that it wasn't that easy
1: from your previous album, which we didn't get in Australia, obviously, but this is quite a sort of organic sound and a bit of electronic dance, sort of pop
0: yeah. sound. Uh, like, Is that where you're going to from now on? Yes. My, my last album was Barcelona Sessions, that, and that was really organic, uh, which I, I I felt I wanted to do an album which I could do live, uh, and and it, it would sound the exact same way live and uh perfectly damaged was also organic but with a with an electronic twist to it and and i think that's i I think i found my sound and i want to keep on going with that and we've started working on the the next one now and uh, hopefully to be be released in uh, yeah this this spring
1: been fans we have to talk about that because you have performed in gay gigs and and pride gigs all over europe and and sweden
0: yes i have (laughs) i mean i I think the 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 gay community actually were the first to to embrace me as an artist and and i I started with doing like the gay gala in sweden already in 2006 i think um and I, i have hosted that as well and done a lot of like the stockholm pride stuff and and uh, yeah, so I, I owe them a lot.
1: We talked about on the phone last year, you were on a wrecking ball. Yes. Naked <laughs> on a wrecking ball. Yes. And I saw footage of you doing In the Navy by the village people in some weird suit.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> what um, was that from? No, that was that was from the, I hosted the gay gala. And, yeah. And uh uh, it's one of the the most fun stuff I've ever ever done actually uh, because I got to be funny and I got to do do all these really uh, fun stuff like being on being naked on just absolutely totally naked take us wrecking, through that wrecking.
1: so was there like a, a sock or was there like was it.
0: No, that that's the thing because I, I I really wanted to be completely naked and, and uh, there was this like what do you call it like a, the chain. a chain the chain uh, it hurt like hell sitting on that because I had to like push it in between <laughs> the wrecking ball and oh, the, the chain in was order instead
1: like of a like a drag crane tag
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, and uh, yeah it it wasn't very comfortable but it was fun though
1: and i was taking much of her doing that
0: <laughs> <laughs> no that, w- that was the thing Swinging we never forth, we never rehearsed forth. it and really? then, it were, then no we we were live and i was like okay let's do this we have to do it now
1: and i also saw a th- other thing on on youtube a spoof of our oh, just a new black
0: yes that's also and from that
1: yeah and you were this awful wig on <laughs> At one point, you're in the cafeteria and you picked up a sausage. And you're like, and you're, your expression was just priceless. <laughs> Thank and you. the hair flick as well was. Gross. Oh yeah, the hair flick.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been practicing that a lot. Have
1: you seen, I guess, our um, our prison version of Wentworth?
0: No, I don't think I. Because if
1: you like Orange's Is the New Black, yeah? you must check out our version of Wentworth. You can get it on DVD. Yeah, Wentworth. But Wentworth. Yes. Yeah, there's seasons one, two, and three out. Okay. And it's really good. I'll yeah, try I'll fam- check it out. I recommend it. Yeah. Also, you've performed at G.I.Y. in London, is it right? Like?
0: Yes, you I did that as well. What was that like? Th- I think that was a, like a uh, pre-pre Eurovision party, mm-hmm. um, and it was no wait, that was on my European tour. Yeah, it was. Yes, <laughs> it was. <laughs> well, say, well, which it one? one? There was another gay club uh, <laughs> just before Eurovision where I met um, uh, Conchita Wurst for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, and that was so much fun as well. But yes, I performed at, at GAY on my European tour, which was just just performing, just touring, and being in London, coming to London with my set. That was mm. a big thing for me, and also having—I think we had like almost a thousand people there, and, and uh, people knew all the songs, which was crazy. And you do realize that we have our
1: big Maligra in Sydney early March. Yes. Are you available to maybe perform Mardi Gras?
0: <laughs> I would love to come here again.
1: There you go, Mardi Gras people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, you also had a really good cause supporting prostate cancer in the UK for Gay Times magazine. Again, there was a naked shoot. <laughs> I and I've seen the photos online. Yeah. And there's a shot of you with a, 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 a what's that? A smoke uh, kind of like cannon, like a and it's what's the headline? Uh, I don't know something months. Anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what was that shoot like? Uh, was it a bit sort of intimidating? Doing it like was. Off it and was really intimidating. Was a good cause, like? It was for for the good cause, and I, I felt that it also gave me me. Uh, I, I felt I needed to work out before a shoot like that. So so uh, I had two months where I actually really really tried to work out in order to to like feel feel safe and you know, when mm. I, when i did it but uh it, it was fun it was very fun we had a lot of wine w- while doing it and and <laughs> it was just me the photographer and my makeup guy and uh we just and and i think you can see that in the pictures as well that we wanted to to find something uh we wanted to find comedy in it we yeah. wanted to find humor in it and uh i think we did uh so it did not just it wasn't just uh just a naked uh a naked me it was something, <laughs> something more
1: you post some really good pictures on your Instagram, and I saw one of you in an orange wig and a glittery bra.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's from the Christmas tour I did uh, last year.
1: Have you ever thought about doing drag and, like a professional thing like with makeup? Stuff. <laughs> no,
0: no, I haven't really. Uh, yeah. But I do think it's fun to to to, to be in a, be in costumes.
1: On your Instagram, you are some photos. You are on holidays at the British Virgin Islands. Yes. Very nice weather. Oh my god. Gorgeous.
0: Yeah, but it's it's almost as, as good here, though it's raining today. Yeah, but, it's but, raining but,
1: today, but yeah. you know, it's sucks here. So in Melbourne for the Australian Open. Yes. And it's just started this week. And we have of course our big players. Um Latin Hewitt is his last he's retiring at the end of this the season. Yep. And I guess Did he win yesterday? I think he did. He did. He, he won. Great. Yeah, our photographer's nodding ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, I didn't want to watch it. But our bad boy of tennis, curious. Yes. what do you ought to think of him?
0: I would say, well, he, obviously he's a very good tennis player, but uh, I can kind of see why uh, I've heard so much uh, negative stuff about him uh, from Australians. Uh, because it feels like Australians in general are very positive, very open, very gentleman um, mm. gentlemanly uh, <laughs> in a way, mm. and and Curios is a, is like a, uh, he, yeah he's a, he's the bad boy but of tennis, pulling a ton of shots, and he like uh, I think he screamed at the ball ball boys uh, in yeah. his first game, and and I mean yeah he he should focus on tennis instead.
1: He's very young though, so I guess he trying is, right. to cope with all the attention and you know and Doing a good job on the on the court, and it must be quite hard for him to try and get that balance. Right? Yeah, it
0: probably is. And and I mean, we have Slatan in Sweden, uh, the football player Slatan Ibrahimovic, uh, and he's kind of the same thing. He's oh, also okay. a bad boy, but he uh, he's an, the, just this amazing football player. So we kind of forgive him for it.
1: Have you met um, most other tennis players like Federer and? Lidl- I have.
0: Or? I'm I'm uh, really good friends with Jonas Bjorkman, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we have this foundation together. We have a lot of schools in in Africa which we finance. Let's uh, talk
1: about that, so you, your, it, your, your charity work.
0: Yeah, um, our, our charity is called uh, Settlement of Foundation, and we now have three schools in South Africa, one in Kenya, and we're building one in, in Ethiopia as well and during oh, this wow. year, and it's been such, we've had it for three years now, and we do the, all these tennis events um, and, and to raise money for them, and uh, it's been going really well, and, and we try to come down as, as often as possible. Yeah, uh, I mean, our schools in South Africa are in the most HIV-infected area of of Southern Africa, and uh, it's been so. It's just amazing to come down there and meet the kids at our school. Schools. Uh, I mean, despite the, the the conditions they live in, uh, despite many of them living with HIV, many of them being really, really poor, and still they have so much hope, so much, yeah. and spread so much joy, and 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 believe, uh, have so much belief in the future. It's amazing doing that. Yeah, it's it's it's, great it's great been news. great. And, and yeah, so I know, I know, I know Jonas uh, from from that. When was the question again? <laughs> um, that
1: was that was pretty much it. But um, okay. <laughs> you're also in Australia, yeah, uh, and and
0: via him, I've met yeah Federer, <laughs> Federer and Djokovic and, yeah. and all of them, or the big names. Yes.
1: Um, you're also here in Australia to um do a, a few gigs, not in Melbourne though, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but, not. No. Um, you're, you're supporting um guy Sebastian. Yes. On I think the date in the Gold Coast and Jupiter's next Monday,
0: Sunday in Grafton, uh, Gold Coast Monday. Yeah. Uh, and then we're doing a, a spontaneous gig on Magnetic Island on Tuesday. On Australia. Day.
1: Oh, cool.
0: Uh, and then we're back here on Thursday again.
1: Must be a bit excited and a bit nervous performing for a whole new audience. It
0: is, uh, but know. it's so much that's fun. Like it, a it's game. like it's a yes, and, and and it was the same thing on on the European tour. Uh, I've always like when I perform in Sweden. It's like the Swedes know three songs. They know Karamia, they know Hope and Glory, and now they know Heroes, and that's all they wait for. But when I did the European tour, the fans were actually fans in a whole another aspect of it because mm. they knew every song from every album I've ever released. Wow. And uh, it was so much fun to not only focus on those three songs, but to like they could sing along to an album track that was called Hearts Collide and they knew every word. Uh, it was amazing.
1: Also, I'd say on the new album, there's a track called "The Core of You," yes, which is co-written by an Aussie, yes, um, Tanya Doko, yeah. Um from Bachelor Girl. Have you heard her old stuff?
0: I have. Bachelor Girl, uh, Busters uh, and she, yes, Buses she's and Busters yes, She's an amazing
1: she's... vocalist, just saying. We, yeah, she's, I know. She's living in Sweden now with her with with a partner and little boy.
0: Yeah, she's great.
1: And it, um, with a new album, what's happening with the new album? Are we getting it this year, hopefully?
0: Yes, this year. Uh, and I think we have most of the the songs. Uh, uh, ready. We just have to 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 finalize them. And uh but I'm I'm really pleased with it so so far. And I think that we found some mm, something special in each song. And the sound is feels very me. Um So I'm 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 very very much looking forward to to releasing it.
1: So it's in the same vein as I guess perfectly damaged.
0: Yes, it would be fantastic. Uh, in,
1: in, any collaborations?
0: Um, can you, can yeah, we're actually. Exclusive? Uh <laughs> I don't know I um I think there will be at least two two collaborations uh one with an Amer- American artist a male artist and uh, hopefully one with a female artist as, as well, but I can't. I can't say. I can't say of of who course, yet.
1: <laughs> all say that. It's good. Um, and finally, but
0: can you can you call Kylie for me and and ask if she, she well, wants to do it? Well,
1: The thing is, um, I actually interviewed, interviewed Kylie last year, no? so I could I could get images to her. <laughs>
0: Perfect. I, I could probably do that. <laughs> that but, would be great. But um,
1: finally, your dog Missy. Yes he's always on your Instagram
0: <laughs> yes he is uh, and 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 the fans love <laughs> <as well. laughs> I know he has his own account <laughs> uh, and uh, no I he's three years old now he's a uh, Labrador he's uh, the best and and I, I that's the one thing I've been missing back home like I think I had 300 travel days last year and just being uh, away from him so much uh, really hurts uh, so, I'm hoping that 2016 is a, a better year as a dog owner for so me.
1: So, there, there's no one special in your life at the moment? Can nope, we? Nope. So, he's single people. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, my special guest this morning has been Mons Your album is out online called Perfectly Damaged, featuring the tracks Heroes and, of course, the last single Should Have Gone Home. A new album is expected this year from Mons. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you for having me. And it's been great chatting you finding, I suppose, on the phone. And so <laughs> it's good having you in person in the studios. Enjoy the tennis. Thank you so much. Enjoy the lovely um, Melbourne, well, not today weather, but. It's yeah. um, quite Ma- nice. Ma- Melbourne's a great as well. city, right? You've y- been y- it is. Before. I mean,
0: I, I completely understand that it's it's supposed to be the most livable city on earth. Uh, I just love strolling around the streets here, and, and people are so nice, and yeah. every, everything is. Yeah, I just. I, I want to live here.
1: Most people would say when they come here for a bit. They don't want to leave. No. It's, it's just like they want to come back. I know. And, and the same for me. So do you have any like local haunts you always go to, like cafes and restaurants that you sort of in Melbourne?
0: Well, the RM Williams store on, on Collin Street. Uh, right. And uh, what else do I do? Yeah, South Bank. I think South Bank mm. is, is great. And we're going to if South Yarra tonight.
1: Yes. If you want some good um, Italian food, where is says Ligon Street. Mm-hmm. And Chapel Street's great for restaurants and stuff. Yes, and we
0: we were supposed to try Rice Paper Scissors yesterday on uh, Liverpool Street, uh, but it was full as always.
1: But you can just say, I don't know. Not not yet. I'm hoping
0: that that, uh, at some point I'll be able to do that. Thanks, (laughs) Mom. Thank you very much.
1: I really hope you enjoy the interview with Mons. As I said before, he's such a great guy, so friendly. We had a great fun chat in the studio, and that certainly came across in the interview. Now, since the interview, Mons has been pretty busy, as always. He hinted in the interview that he was working on a new album, and that album came later on 2016 called Chameleon, which reached number six in Sweden. Let's check out one of the tracks from the album. This is fire in the rain.
0: Cause when the evening comes, we're like fire in the rain. When the nights begun, our desire the pain. In the dreams we share, they are never going to fade. It's because of love we're standing here today. We're like fire in the rain.
1: One of my favorite tracks from the 2016 album Chameleon that is Fire in the Rain reaching number 31 in Sweden. In early 2020 Mons came back to Australia and performed Heroes at Eurovision Australia Decides and this gorgeous duet with our queen of Eurovision Damian this is Walk With Me. i oh such a stunning track. Love that one with Mons and Dami. At the time Mons was also promoting his latest album Time which reached number 18 in Sweden. Let's check out one of the tracks from the album. This is Better Now. was taken from the 2019 album Time. Now you may have heard in that 2016 interview with Mons he said he was currently single. Well that changed later on that very year when he began dating British actress Sierra Jansen and they later became engaged. In May 2018 Sierra gave birth to their son Albert and Mons and Sierra tied the knot in September 2019. Just last year in August, Mons announced on its Instagram page the birth of his second son, Ossian. Sierra and Mons currently live in Surrey, just outside London, and Mons has also launched his own wine collection. There you go, following in the footsteps of our very own Kylie Minogue. Well, I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Sound Museum, my 2016 interview with Eurovision winner Mons Zumalov. You can check out more information on my social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Or this week I'll be posting heaps of photos and video footage of Mons and also some photos of me and Mons in the studio. So have a fantastic Eurovision week, everyone. I'll be getting up mega early this week to check out the semi-final one and semi-final two. And of course, the grand final this weekend. I'll be also getting up mega early on the Sunday to watch that live on SBS. Now stay tuned for next week's show because we are going back to the 80s and we're celebrating the 40th anniversary of an iconic movie soundtrack. That's a bit of a hint for you. But until then, have a great week, enjoy your vision, and I will see you really soon.